0: Well, it is Tuesday, and we are back at the Watchdog Radio studios at the Center for Sustained Journalism at Kennesaw State University, the home of Youth Today. If you want to uh, find out what's going on in Youth Today, go to youthtoday.org. Welcome once again to Watchdogs Radio. I'm your host, Keith Shoemaker, and I am joined by my good friend and co-host, I actually said it right this week, Chris Dannenauer, uh, out there in Springdale, Arkansas. Chris, how are you doing today?
2: I'm good, Keith. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you on, on Tuesdays and, and occasionally Mondays when we do this uh, podcast.
0: Well, and today would have been that rollback week, but I'm, uh, I'm
2: taking care of my
0: wife who's a little uh, under the weather. So uh, we're going to um, take a few minutes away and then get back to her as quick as I can. So, uh, so Chris, thanks for uh, for joining us. I hope you dodged all the tornadoes out there in the Midwest. It's, it's just been a horrible situation out there
2: oh it it uh, has been it's very sad uh some uh lives are lost uh in Scott County here in Arkansas uh over the weekend and then you know Oklahoma City uh got hit by four more tornadoes at least four more you know uh Fridays. so it's just very sad uh what these storms have done uh and-
0: and of course that, you know, makes us all think, you know, even closer, even though, you know, we're we're kind of in a little bit of a tornado alley here in, in Georgia and not certainly not as much as Oklahoma, but it makes you think about in you know, tornado and emergency preparedness, making sure you have what you need, making sure that uh you know, when that siren goes off or when that alert goes off that uh that everybody knows exactly what to do, when to do, how to do it, uh and, and be prepared for those things and uh it just helps us to, you know, to try to remember to make sure that, uh, you know, it doesn't always happen to the other guy. We've got to be prepared ourselves.
2: Oh, you're so right. And uh, before that first uh, tornado hit uh, Oklahoma a few weeks ago, I was out in the ball field coaching baseball, and a, a tornado warning came across. So the games were canceled, and I get this text from my father-in-law that says, get home now, we're in your storm shelter, your kids are safe, get home now and uh luckily nothing happened but uh yeah you got to take got to take caution and uh be safe and uh and so yeah our hearts are out there for all those families that have been affected by these devastating uh, tornadoes
0: certainly and, and of course from the watchdog's perspective we're thinking about those schools that have been destroyed and, and mm-hmm. what they're going to have to do to rebuild and uh you know the the uh, students that were killed and injured um, just our hearts and our prayers go out to to those families. That that's for sure, and uh, and we're certainly thinking about those people. You know, we've got a lot of watchdog schools in uh, in Oklahoma. Of course, that's our um, you know our strong area: Arkansas, Oklahoma, Iowa, Missouri. Um, you know, where we started. So that's uh, you know we have a lot of folks uh, in those areas that that we're thinking about. So, and of course, every time I hear something happening in Arkansas, I, you know, I got to give you guys a call and make sure that. Uh, that you're okay. So we're glad to hear that, that everybody's okay. Well, um, folks, you're joining us today. We are, uh, we are live on the line. If you would like to give us a call and talk about watchdogs, learn a little bit about watchdogs, uh, where most of our schools are going into the summer session planning for, uh, for relaunching their watchdogs program coming up in the fall. But if you'd like to call us and talk to us and, and give us your questions, you can call us in at area code 215. 3833278 that's 2153833278 other opportunities that you can have to join us we are up on the blog talk radio chat if you want to join us there i see we've got one guest in there joining us uh being a little shy hasn't answered my welcome yet but uh, but welcome we're glad to have you we're also going to be keeping an eye on our watchdog's facebook page and uh the twitter feed if you'd like to uh, tweet at me it is wdnat C O O R D, Keith. It's Watchdogs National Coordinator Keith uh, at Twitter. You can uh, you can certainly hit me up on there, and uh, we'll answer your questions there as well. Well, Chris, is there anything uh, spectacular going? I know we've got a lot of people ordering their renewal kits, um, getting ready to launch their program. Any uh, any news coming out from the Mothership in Springdale today?
2: Well, you, you know, we just. Uh, uh... You know, as we mentioned before, turnover happens and, and, uh, you know, principals move on, principals retire, and, you know, just recently, uh, in our mothership, uh, area, uh, we conducted a training, uh, for a retraining for all our Springdale schools. And so, uh, the ones who haven't, uh, who had outdated kits have, uh, purchased new kits and the ones that needed a renewal kit, uh, you know, order the renewal kittens, so all these schools these uh you know uh twenty nine schools have been retrained, and so it's just good uh, that people that are listening uh if you are have a new principal or a new counselor uh maybe a new uh school rep or a new top dog uh or or maybe you don't have it, it's always good to hear the refresher training that we have on our website you can sign up for a training conference call and take it. It's a free call. It takes about forty five minutes. We want to encourage you uh to do so. Uh just just to help make your program a little maybe a little better, or a little stronger, and uh or or help you uh with your program. So I want to encourage uh those schools that are listening those callers uh, go to our website, fathers dot mm-hmm. com slash watchdogs.
0: Well certainly and the one thing that I see is that, you know, we have had people that have been in the watchdogs program for several years now and, and just in, in my participation with the program over five years ago, if I had been a top dog, picked up the program, got the kit and launched then and and never really you know, haven't kept up to the Facebook page, haven't kept up with, with other things, but just run the program locally, there's a lot of things that are going on that, that you might not know about. I mean even even something as simple as the implementation guide. There's a lot of schools that are out there running the program that don't even know that the implementation guide is even available. So if they could come back to us, get that information, um, get a lot of the newer information that's available out there, it, it will help you a lot to to keep up with us, to keep current with what's going on. We, of course, don't require you to do that, but, uh, but if you keep up with us on the Facebook page, and we're going to talk in a little more detail um, more towards the end of the show about some of the things that have been going on with, on the Facebook page because there are some great – great interaction um going on there. But uh Oh you're,
2: you're right. You're, you're right, Keith. And one thing that we hear uh time and time again when a new school uh you know takes the training and gets that kit, uh we get calls and emails, Keith, all the time about, Hey, your program was so easy to implement. It was so easy to uh get started It's a plug-and-play. It's very school-friendly. And and you're right, the implementation guide, there's a a section devoted just to to definitions. We have a section for your watchdog school rep, which is usually a principal or or a secretary or a counselor. Uh, Sometimes it's the librarian or the gym teacher, but uh, uh, people said, man, that's very informative. There's a section for the top dog. And then we have a section totally devoted for your pizza night one for your pizza night uh, presenter for the presentation, one for your donuts for dads, and then a section devoted for activities for the kids on what to do on your launch events. And then you couple that in with our, our DVD, our forms disc, CD, that has all the documents on it that you need for your program. And those are available in Spanish and in English. And then to have a kid's activity disc as well. Mm-hmm. to go along with section 7 people said man this is a program that we are looking forward to to implement uh this, this school year or whenever they decide their their lunch event uh which we know it's not a meeting it's an event but uh schools are like man you guys have this uh really uh easy and a, and to follow and to and to put into action and we hear that Keith uh you
0: time. know mm-hmm.
2: all the time at least at least once a week
0: Exactly. Well, um, let's see. I have have had the opportunity to work with some great folks over the last few years, uh, people that share the same vision, that share the same um, reasoning for us for being involved in father engagement. So I've had the opportunity over the last couple of years to work with a phenomenal person that has taken her passion for children who are... um, suffering from fatherlessness, or uh, or maybe she has a better term for me, but what we're experiencing fatherlessness, and to be able to make it uh, a, a, better, uh, a better situation for those kids. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to uh, welcome Tori J. Evans. Tori is the founder and CEO of the Fatherless Generation Foundation in Atlanta. And Tori, welcome to the program.
3: Well, thank you so much for having me. Well,
0: over the, the last couple of years, you and I have had a couple of opportunities to work together, and I've just been fascinated by your drive and your passion for the work that you do. So if you could, could you tell us a little bit about FGF, how it started, and, uh, and, and some of the stuff you're doing?
3: Well, FGF started from my own journey, you know. I grew up fatherless, and and meeting my father, I realized his importance and, and his role in my life. And I can honestly say before meeting him, I had no clue. So it's remarkable how your own fatherless journey can spark you to want to help other fatherless children. And so what we do here in Metro Atlanta is we have um, a full-service program where we provide peer groups to children um, who are growing up fatherless and need that outlet. We have previously connected with them through the Boys and Girls Club, but we have recently expanded on our own, and we are now partnered with Herzing College to host our own peer groups where everyone can come. You don't have to be a part of the Boys and Girls Club. Then we have tutoring that we provide to the children um, who are fatherless, um, who are middle school students here in Metro Atlanta, as well as a mentoring program. And then the part that I love the most about what we do is we reunite fathers with their children who just haven't been able to figure that out, haven't been able to navigate through some of the, the emotional things that have gone on through their past relationships with the mother of their children. So we provide them that outlet opportunity to do that so here in Metro gotta Atlanta. So.
0: That's got to be very powerful. Now, do you do that through any particular um, search process or uh, is there a, just, a, just a general uh, Google search if you know the, the name of the person you're looking for or how does that work?
3: Um, Well, you know, it's funny, the children come to us, and um, more than anything, I'm sorry, my dog just got excited. The children come to us, and then sometimes the mothers. Right now I have a mother who has four children, and there are four fathers involved, and we are looking for three. We have found two, but we work with private investigators. Um, We go down to, you know, the courthouses because there's been, you know, documentation of different things, so we can find it that way. But we find it, however, we have to. <laughs> Private investigator is, you know, the last straw for me. So that's right. like that takes a little. That's that can get a little long, and I don't mm-hmm. want to get that involved. But we we've, we've done it before. So, now, do, but moms now, the, typically know where they are. Let's meet.
0: Ah, okay. Mom
3: have uh, some idea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to say is the um, the reaction, and of course, going. You know, depending on the amount of time that has that been, if you're dealing with a 2-year-old versus a 15-year-old versus a 21-year-old um, yeah. would probably have a factor in that. But but do you generally um, have a good reaction when you, uh, when you make that reconnection?
3: You do. <laughs> Keith and Chris, I can tell you, I honestly thought when I first started this process, deadbeat dads was a real term. Mm-hmm. Now that I do what I do, I don't believe in that at all. It is, there are just a lot of fathers out there who have no idea how to reconnect. There are emotional things going on with them as well as the mother. They have all of this baggage that they're carrying, and they just don't know how to reconnect. Fathers want to be involved with their children more than it's put out there. They do.
0: Exactly, and and that's something that we see in our work. You know, generally we're talking about fathers that are still, you know, that are connected, but a lot of times we hear from fathers who um, are in a disconnected situation, whether it's a, um, you know, a, a custodial situation or whatever, where our program just gives them that opportunity to see their kids in a, uh, a relative, you know, in, well, actually in a, in a truly safe environment where everybody's comfortable, with, you know, where the yeah. dad has a chance to spend a day with their child. And, and that's yes. one of the things where what you're doing and what we're doing um, all kind of works together. We've all got the same passion of we understand when dad is not involved, the child is more likely to be poor. Child is more likely to get involved in drinking, smoking. Child is more likely to have lower grades, uh, expulsions and suspensions, uh, teen pregnancies. We know the numbers. We, you know, we all know the same. Those
3: numbers are real. They are. Those numbers are. are real. i was chatting with someone. They have a forum going on right now on Twitter that says when it's best for a child not to have their fathers involved. And when I was looking on the forum, I think it's very interesting that the adults are the ones having the conversation. I talk to children, I, and that's what I know makes my program unique. I'm speaking with the children, and the children want their fathers involved. Why, aren't they, why is no, there's no one talking to the children? What is that? Exactly. <laughs> and I don't understand that. But you're exactly. telling them that they can be better adults. Oh, it's okay if your dad's not there. You're resilient. You're tough. They are hurting, and they are broken. And when mm-hmm. you place a father in a scenario like Watchdogs or some of the things that we do with fathers, there's no judgment. There, there's not none of this competition. They can just come and be fathers. And that's exactly. why I believe there's the beautiful thing about Watchdogs. They can just come and be fathers. Exactly. No one and not probably. Them.
0: <laughs> Probably one of the, the terms that, that just sends shivers down my spine is is when you well, the children are well adjusted. Well, if they have yes. to be adjusted, that means something was out of adjustment. Does yes. it not?
2: <laughs> right.
3: But we so, make uh, excuses for our bad decisions as adults, and that's the thing that I believe needs to be tackled um, even more so. It's let's be honest about our bad decisions and just deal with it from there. You can't hide it. Denial is, is is the worst state of mind ever. I think. Like, don't be in denial. The children need to do that. Period.
0: Certainly, and 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 we see that over and over again. And that's uh, that that's great to hear. Um, so, is your program? Um, I know you're targeted primarily here in the metro Atlanta area, but I understand that there are programs outside, or there is some availability outside of Atlanta. Is that Is that correct?
3: There is. I'm really looking forward to expanding to my hometown. July 27th I will be launching a new charter in Kalamazoo, Michigan, which I'm excited. Detroit's trying to pull me in since I'm coming so close. And then Los Angeles will come in August. And so we're just looking for people who can help sustain those programs in, in the cities that we're being pulled to. I mean, Chicago is another one, Baltimore, Miami has been talking to us for at least five years, but that takes resources, meaning money.
2: <laughs> right. And it's
3: not always easy to get people to understand. I've had a lot of people want to come on board, tell me they're going to do awesome things. And no offense to them, but once they put it out there to their group, people don't understand. One guy put it this way. I should stay out of things that have to do with fathers being reunited or how fathers maneuver with their children. And that's what his friends told him who were going to invest in what he was doing because people don't get that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a conversation that I'm glad Miss Oprah Winfrey and Ayala Vanzan opened it up, mm-hmm. but that was just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more conversation to be had. And okay. now more people are discussing it, so we can... We can show people how bad it really is without fathers, they just don't
0: they don't care. all that, all people have to do is open up their door and look outside and and see what's going on now the one thing there are a few positive things that that we are seeing and and we like to feel that that the work that we're doing and the work that you're doing um is a part of that is we're starting to see the culture change I mean when we look sure. at our program yeah. and there's you know a quarter of a million guys that took enough, that, that thought enough of their kids to take a day off from work and go and spend it in their child's school. You know, we're talking a huge chunk of of, of Americans here, 3,500 schools that are um, that have taken the the opportunity to be able to um, move forward, and uh, and we're starting to see some limited changes in culture where people realize that fathers matter. And fathers make huh? a difference in a child's life, and and we're starting to see some of those statistics change. And we believe it's because of the work that we're doing, the work that you're doing, the work that National PTA is doing, um, and and our partners through there. Um, we're, we're we're being encouraged. Chris, are you getting that kind of feedback on the lines out in uh, the people that are calling in in Springdale?
2: Oh, definitely, definitely, Keith. I mean, you know. Uh you know people uh just just need that niche need that calling to get involved and and a lot of times you know uh once we, we have this niche for the fathers to get involved you know they're just so grateful for the program and so eager to uh to volunteer and uh you know uh you know and, and there's been you know just just kind of uh watching you know Tory mentioning now the, the, to reunite their fathers and kids. You know, I'm thinking, you know, just what I've seen on, on CNN recently on these, how they post when these dads who are connected to their families, when they come back from serving in the military mm-hmm. and they surprise their kid at school or at a baseball game, being the catcher, you mm-hmm. know, and a kid pitches a pitch, uh, just how powerful that is. But just seeing how these uh, men, I don't know this, the, uh, Scenario: What happened? Did they run off when the when the mom got pregnant, or just what? But when Tory's organization reaches out and, and finds these dads, you know, and they do want to be involved or, or connect, they just didn't know how to. Mm-hmm. And then Tory gets them connected. I just think that's just uh, such a blessing, and just I uh, can't imagine how powerful it is to those kids to 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 know, hey, my dad does love me, my dad does care for sure. me.
3: Well, and just that's like what in, you receive, yes. That conversation is, is had. When a dad walks in and he says, I love you, for the first time. I remember when my father said it, and I was 31, and I had rehearsed some things in my mind of what I was going to say to this man. And the moment he said, I loved you, what I had rehearsed didn't matter at all. I don't even remember what I had rehearsed.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, a powerful moment. Definitely a powerful moment, so well, Tori, if somebody is listening to our program and they want to learn more about the Thoughtless generation Foundation, what are the best ways for the for someone to contact you or to, to find more information about the f g f
3: the best way to do that is go to our website, which is t s g s dot org t f is in frank g f is in frank dot org um, and most of our information is on there. We update it pretty much weekly and keeping people up to date on what we're doing here in Metro Atlanta and where we're going next. So, that's that's wow. where you can find us.
0: That that is great. Well, as we're running uh running down on time here, Torres, is, is there anything that uh anything else that you would like to uh pass on to our listeners?
3: Um I just I guess at the end of the day, you know, fathers are necessary. They are not something that you can you can replace a, a surrogate father with. I know mentoring is powerful, but if there is any way, if someone is listening, if there's any way for a father to come back in and you've been contemplating, you've been thinking, I, I just tell you, reach out to your children now. It's on your mind. It's on your heart. Reach out to them now. They desperately need you. They really need you. Exactly,
0: and that's, that's re- you know, regardless of what your circumstances are. If it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a divorce situation, if it's, um uh somebody that's been away, if it's somebody that wasn't even sure if they were a father. Um Right, you who's know, never
3: been there.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So well Tori, thank you so much for joining us and, and certainly if you're looking for someone to fill up some time on uh, the Tori J show, give me a call. We'll uh you we'll know definitely, I definitely will. happy to uh to be there. Uh and it was great. Actually uh, we had uh, heard from you once before the uh, interview that we did out at um out in Kansas City. In Kansas. So, yeah. So uh, we we may we may make you a uh, regular uh, regular on our show here. Maybe I'll uh, I'll get you in here as a guest host. And, uh, i uh
2: that.
0: that that would be great. Well, uh, once again, Tori J. Evans, the uh, founder and CEO of the Farboush Generation Foundation in Atlanta. If you'd like to find out more information, go to tfgf dot org. Thank you, Tori.
3: Thank you so much for having me. Hey, thanks, Tori. Thank you. Bye bye.
0: Okay, we're going to take a little break here, and uh, we're going to listen to a message that's uh, very near and dear to our
1: hearts. Hi, this is Morgan Freeman. Has anyone ever said, you are the picture of health? You look healthy, you feel fine, but that may not be the full picture. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer of men and women over 50. Since it doesn't always cause symptoms, you may not know you have it. The only way to know is by getting screened. Screening can find precancerous polyps so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. This is one cancer you can prevent. Plus, screening can find colorectal cancer at an early stage when the chance for a full recovery is very high. Talk with your doctor and get tested for colorectal cancer. Medicare and many insurance plans help pay for screening. Get screened. Make sure you are the picture of health.
3: A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention.
0: Certainly, uh, that is a a message that is very important. If you have any concerns, if you are over 50, um, please talk to your doctor about uh, being screened for colorectal cancer. I would like to now, I'm going to bring Chris back in here. We've had some great discussions Going on on the Facebook page in a couple of the uh, discussions that I wanted to mention and bring up. But first of all, hey, Chris, I'm feeling generous. You think it's a good day to be generous?
2: I think it is.
0: Okay. Well, I tell you what, for the next, let's say the first caller that calls in at 215 383 3278, I think I want to give them one of these great Steel Watchdogs coffee mugs. I love this thing. Chris gave gave this to me as a gift when I first met him, and I tell you what, it has been with me almost every day. The thing is, I think it's bomb-proof. So if you give me a call right now at 215-383-3278, I will make sure that you get a free Watch Dogs coffee mug. I tell you what, I'll even pay the postage. So uh, does that sound cool to you, Chris? That sounds great. All right, and we're going to try to do this um, more often. Um, we'd, love, we'd love to hear from folks, and we're going to do what we can to uh Kind of entice you to give us a call and not be so shy. Um, and for those of, uh, of you that are listening, to listen to us on the uh, podcast after we go off the air, certainly give us a call anytime, normal business hours, Central Time, at uh, our watchdogs national office, which is eight 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 five four zero dogs, eight 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 five four zero dogs, which is three six seven. Um, Chris, the, uh, some of the stuff, I know you've been watching the Facebook page, but one of the comments and, and great discussions that we're having on there um, is in reference to, this goes back to uh, Susan Driver, uh, asked a question, I believe she's down in Texas, and she um, posed a question about schools that had just launched this year, she's going into her new year launching, um, launching a new watchdogs program, and wanted some suggestions and some ideas. And uh, one of the suggestions that I threw out there was that as the guys come on, as they come on board, you need to make sure in advance um, how you're going to handle those finances. When a guy comes in and wants to write a check to buy a T-shirt, who are they going to write the check to? And the question has been back and forth as to, you know, there's several different opportunities, several different ways to do that. And, Chris, if you remember back um, in, in my genesis in the program, um, had a little bit of a rocky road because i wasn't quite i didn 't have that prepared as we went into the program and and we started having to uh, we were taking checks and and we were sending them through uh, we were actually running it as part of the local school the through the principal 's discretionary fund and that actually didn 't in our case it may work in your case, but in our case that didn 't work so we wound up you know backing off and realized the real reason we 're here
2: is parent
0: involvement. Whose key uh, program is that? It's PTA. And, uh, and then I learned uh, back then something that, that you guys in Springdale already knew, is that the PTA is the perfect uh, opportunity to bring in a watchdogs program and that most PTAs or most of the watchdogs programs in the nation are run as the male engagement program of the local PTA and a lot of the PTAs run the Watch Dogs program as their male engagement committee where they have their own separate line item in the budget, and you're not, you don't have to go and create your own nonprofit organization. You're actually programming um, that the PTA runs. Is that pretty much the way you, you see it, Chris? Uh,
2: yes. Yes, it is. And, and what we tell schools is that if Watchdogs is uh, brought in by the PTA, and that needs to be handled by the PTA, because you're going to fall into the, the PTA's insurance uh, for liability purposes, or any accidents that could happen. Uh, you know, by the, whatever case may happen. And then if, if the school brings it on, then then run it through the school's general funds. Mm-hmm. But usually, mm-hmm. I tell schools, hey, if the school brings on watchdogs, uh, then partner up with the PTA. Because Why not? They're there for that reason to let the PTA handle the launch events, handle the t-shirts uh, and then bring the dads in. That makes it a win-win for the school because the school may have bought the start-up kit, the initial kit then the PTA will take on uh, the rest of it by uh, handling the, the Watchdog launch events, handling the t-shirts, the, the stickers the calendars, whatever it needs to be purchased going forward mm-hmm. and then uh, then the dads step up and serve their job and get involved as a, as a watchdog.
0: Exactly. Well, Chris, we've come to the end of our, uh, another great episode. Folks, give us a call. Check us out, fathers.com slash watchdogs. Remember, the only schools that don't have a watchdogs program are the ones that don't know enough about it. Thanks again. Have a great week. See us again on Tuesday.
2: Thanks, Keith.